0: Welcome to the first episode of Artful Albany, Bluebird's and Geraldine's Reverie. The Capitol Walls podcast is brought to you by Albany Center Gallery, Discover Albany, and the Downtown Albany Business Improvement District. The podcast is a guided walking tour intended to celebrate the art, history, and culture that is unique to New York's capital city. During each episode, we will focus on a section of Downtown Albany. We will regale you with historic stories, highlight dynamic public art, and hear from some of the artists behind the Capitol Walls. We won't have time to stop at every mural in the episode, but you can pause the podcast at any time to explore and experience the Capitol Walls on your own. In episode one, we will begin at the Discover Albany Visitor Center, travel up Clinton Ave, and end at the Quackenbush Garage. You may choose to pause the podcast to give yourself enough time to reach each stop. As we begin our tour, stand by the entrance of the Discover Albany Visitor Center. The Discover Albany Visitor Center and gift shop has been the starting point for many travelers beginning their Albany adventure. Albany's history is some of the oldest and richest in America. Back in 1609, an Englishman by the name of Henry Hudson was hired by the Dutch East India Company to find the Northwest Passage, an elusive shortcut to the exotic silks and spices in Asia. Armed with a crew of about 15 to 20 men, the half moon sailed from Amsterdam across the Atlantic Ocean and traversed a long and strange tidal estuary until it became too narrow to proceed. A generation later, this river would bear Henry's name, the Hudson River. But in 1609, the Mahican tribes in this region called the river Mahikantuk, the river that flows two ways. As Hudson traversed the river, he connected with Native American tribes. While Hudson didn't succeed in acquiring the silks and spices for the Dutch, he did not return to his employers empty-handed. Hudson was able to trade metal tools with the first people to acquire much-valued animal pelts. Hudson returned to the Netherlands and presented his Dutch benefactors with a beautiful variety of furs. The beaver fur was of particular value to the Dutch as they created stylish, water-resistant hats. A fashion sensation was ignited in Holland. As a result... The economically-minded Dutch migrated from Holland to the New World to become fur traders. By 1624, the Dutch established Fort Orange, which was walled in by a protective wooden stockade wall. The rich commerce flourished due to economically beneficial trade agreements with the Dutch, Mohican, and Mohawk Native Americans. You are currently standing just a few blocks from what would have been considered the safety of the Fort Orange stockade. We'll cross into Fort Orange in Episode 2 of the podcast. But today, we find ourselves in modern-day Quackenbush Square, now home to a neighborhood of local businesses. Let's begin exploring the rest of the square. Start walking southeast toward the Quackenbush parking lot. You will stop when you reach a colorful mural with an owl on it named Flight by John Brenner. On your left, you'll pass the Irish American Heritage Museum, followed by the C.H. Evans Brewery at the Albany Pump Station. The Albany Distilling Company is next door to the Pump Station. These collections of businesses share a single complex that functioned as the original water pumping station. It operated from 1874 to 1932. In generations past, the Hudson River used to come up much further, almost up to today's parking lot. The city pump station would pump the water from the Hudson River, and by 1927, it moved over 7 billion gallons of water. Take a moment to look over the Quackenbush parking lot and you'll catch your first glimpse of just a few of downtown's Capitol walls. There is a stunning variety of murals here, created by multiple talented artists. More information about these murals and artists can be found on Albany Center Gallery's website. You may want to pause the podcast and explore the parking lot to take in these murals on your own time. For now, we will be focusing on one mural in the Quackenbush collection, Bluebirds. Completed in 2016, it was the first piece commissioned for the Capitol Walls Initiative. Turn right from Flight and walk towards the tall parking garage and look up. Listen as artist Michael Conlin tells us more about bluebirds.
1: This is Michael Conlin, and talking about the bird mural in Albany, New York. Project was completed in about two weeks, give or take a couple of days for rain. It's pretty large. Um, if you can see it and check it out, then. You can see what I'm talking about. Um, I did it with spray paint and water-based paint from Passano, which is like a local paint company. Um, We originally got together with the city, Um, Tony and I, the director of the uh, art gallery there. We had an idea about doing a mural and we found this wall and we started thinking about what can go on there. And from that, conversations started to take place and about year and a half later, we settled on this design. It was the capital region, Bluebirds or the state bird. It kind of made sense. I kept driving, doing loops around the off-ramp and you kind of swoop into the city. So I had this idea of kind of arriving downtown. They wanted to draw more attention to downtown too. So I tried to line it up. So if you're actually driving in off this off-ramp, you kind of arrive right at the bottom there. Um, you know it's it was a lot of fun it was really high up and it was so it was cool to be able to check out the sights and the sounds of the city being so high up and then hearing like the traffic and people honking horns and support like really warmed my heart because it, the city showed me a lot of love um at the time it was the very first mural they were trying to do like this so there was a lot riding on it and you know i think the project came out to be successful so You know, it kind of worked out nice. Um, I mapped everything out and drew everything in my studio. And then I used what's called a pounce pattern. Um, So basically, it's just like a gigantic piece of paper that I had chopped up into different sections that has a bunch of holes in it. And when you hit it with a piece of chalk, you know, like a sock, you get a dot pattern. So I was able to kind of grid everything out. And I went out there and Tony and I actually helped me out. And we, uh, laid down this pattern and then I drew everything in and then just started taking photos. Um, I had a big printout that I kept in the, uh, kind of like the cage of the lift. So I would take photos, I would go up, I'd paint for a little bit, I'd pull back, I would take some more photos and I kind of did that every day. And then, um, I think I took one day to kind of like not see the wall and then, uh, you know, kind of completed it shortly thereafter. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It, it's really cool that the city gets to do these types of projects. Not everywhere gets to do this. And Albany, you know, Albany Center Gallery has really made it a point to not only support artists, but to show those artists in a spotlight that's citywide, you know. And I mean, people can see it on 787 when you're coming down and, now they can see a ton of more murals. And now it's like a whole big thing. And, you know, it was cool when it was all done, we had a big party and it was it was really nice, you know. Um, so I'm really happy that you guys are checking this out. And, you know, I would love to see your work next time I'm, I'm cruising around Albany. And, you know, I hope you guys take care and have a good, good rest of the tour.
0: In 2001, when construction for the Quackenbush parking garage began, Albany unearthed an 18th-century colonial rum distillery. It was the earliest surviving distillery to have been discovered in North America, and it was exceptionally preserved. Two of the barrels were excavated, preserved, and moved to the New York State Museum. However, Albany rum was likely not very good. Oak barrels are traditionally used to flavor rum, and the barrels that were unearthed were, ugh, pine barrels. The Albany Distilling Company produces a Quackenbush rum, which is partially inspired from the original 18th century recipe. Thankfully, they are no longer using pine barrels to flavor their rum. Now, begin walking west, back towards Broadway, where we began the tour. Stop when you see the front of the Old English Pub and its iconic red door. Quackenbush Square is named for the Quackenbush family, one of the original 1683 families who settled Dutch Albany. Original patriarch Peter Quackenbush was hired by the patroon to work at a nearby brickyard by the river. Peter purchased this land in 1668 due to the convenient proximity to the brickyard. The building was the Quackenbush family home until 1865. During the 20th century, the house had many identities. It was once an antique store, a boarding house, a drugstore, a lithiographer, a furniture store, and various restaurants. The old English pub has called the little house home since 2011. The Quackenbush House is considered the second oldest house in Albany, dating back to at least 1736. We will visit the oldest house in Albany, the Van Ostrand Radcliffe House, on 48 Hudson Avenue in a later episode of the podcast. Walk South to the corner of Clinton Avenue and Broadway towards the crosswalk. You will be walking up Clinton Avenue until you are standing across the street from the Palace Theatre. You may wish to pause the podcast as you cross the intersections. As you make your way up Clinton Avenue, let us tell you more about the Capitol Walls project and the philosophy behind the initiative. Capitol Walls is a public art endeavor by the Albany Center Gallery, Albany Barn, and Albany Parking Authority. The project was initiated in 2016 and looks to inspire our community with uplifting, educational, or thought-provoking works of public art. Capitol Walls is an ever-evolving project. Do you know a local wall that would be a perfect spot for public art? Are you an artist with a vision or you'd like to assist in bringing these murals to life? Don't be shy. Contact the Albany Center Gallery. Albany Center Gallery continues to look for a diverse range of talented and passionate artists for the creation of public art. You should now be standing on the corner of Clinton Avenue and North Pearl across the street from the Palace Theatre. If you're not there yet, don't rush. You can pause the podcast and restart once you're there. The Palace Theatre was built in 1931. Once an RKO movie house, the Palace hosted everything from feature films, vaudeville, and big band acts. It was designed by renowned theater architect John Eberson. Many original architectural elements remain, including the lobby's murals, painted by Hungarian artists Andrew Carrolly and Louis Cizanto. In 2002, the marquee was restored closer to its original appearance and now includes updated LED lights. The palace is also home to the Albany Symphony Orchestra. Minding the traffic, walk south to cross Clinton Avenue. Stop at the opposite corner of Clinton and North Pearl. You may want to pause the podcast until you are safely across the street. Across the street, where you will see McGeary's Irish Pub. The row of houses lined up alongside the pub are part of Clinton Square, named for former Governor DeWitt Clinton. You may remember DeWitt Clinton as a driving force behind Clinton's Ditch, the Erie Canal. Now look at the house to the left of McGeary's. As a boy, future author of Moby Dick, Herman Melville briefly called this building home. Continue walking North Pearl Street until you reach the corner of North Pearl and Orange Street. You want to have a good view of the tall church next to Clinton Square. This church is the first Dutch Reformed church in Albany. The first church congregation is the second oldest in the United States, beginning in 1642. The current church building was designed by Albany architect Philip Hooker, in 1798. The church is home to multiple notable firsts, such as the oldest weather vane in the United States and the oldest pulpit in the country. You will see a replica of the oldest weather vane perched on top of the building. It's in the shape of a rooster. If you have good eyes, you may make out two holes near the um, rear end of the rooster. At one point in the original weather vane's life, someone took umbrage with the metal fowl and shot it leaving two bullet holes in the bird's backside. The mysterious incident has become a story in its own right, and the copy you see on the church pays homage by including mock bullet holes. If you decide to visit First Church, you'll be able to take a seat in then-New York State Governor Teddy Roosevelt's personal family pew while admiring some of the best examples of Tiffany windows in our region. Now it's time to make your way back to Broadway. There's a small path that runs along the side of the gated dog park. Follow it, but stop when you reach a memorial on your right, flanked by two flags. This is Wallenberg Park. The park is dedicated to three international diplomats, Raul Wallenberg, Chiuna Sugihara, and Jan Zwartendijk. These men used their political influence and privilege to save countless Jewish families from Adolf Hitler's concentration camps. The namesake of the park, Raul Wallenberg, issued Swedish passports and established safe shelters in order to protect Hungarian Jewish families from being deported to the concentration camps. Continue walking down Clinton Avenue and stop when you reach a giant metal tulip sculpture. You can't miss it. The metal tulip, called Nightfire, was constructed by artist Stephen Rolf Kroger for the 60th anniversary of the Albany Tulip Festival, which takes place in May uptown in Washington Park. The Friday before this monumental anniversary, Nightfire was encased in a wooden windmill and placed in the Washington Park Lake. The windmill was ignited and the tulip bloomed from within. Afterwards, Nightfire was repainted and installed here in downtown Albany. You may have noticed you walked the length of the Old English Dog Park. Downtown Albany is a community where people want to live, work, and play. And our four-legged friends especially want to play. The Old English Dog Park was opened in 2017 as a place where downtown residents and visitors can let their pups play safely while still enjoying downtown amenities. This mural was created by artists Chip Fashana and Mark Gregory. We have one more stop. Face the high-rise building marked 677. You are going to safely cross Broadway one last time. Pause the podcast if you have to. Walk along the sidewalk between the 677 building and the 787 Clinton Avenue exit ramp. As you walk down the path, the final two Capitol walls will be revealed. Looking up onto the Quackenbush garage, you will see the edge of mixtape by New York City artist Hellbent peeking out around the corner. On your left, you'll see Liz Zunan's Geraldine's Reverie. Let's listen to Liz Zunan tell us more about Geraldine's Reverie.
2: My mural, Geraldine's Reverie, explores what it means to me to be an artist, That is the freedom of expression that we all have as children as we play, we sing, we dance, we create stories, and we explore the world with no preconceived notions and no fear of judgment. It's something that I think we lose as we grow older. And it's something that freedom of expression that I'm always searching for, that playfulness when I create art. This is the first large-scale mural that I've ever painted. Um, I am by trade a children's book illustrator, so I work with stories and I work with young kids, often in elementary schools. The inspiration for this mural came about um, from some of the children's books that I have already illustrated. I'm by trade a children's book illustrator, and I've illustrated a lot of biographies, um, mostly about really creative people, artists, singers, musicians, painters, So my work kind of informed what I was going to paint in this mural and the proximity of the mural to the Palace Theater in Albany and also the Capitol Repertory Theater in Albany um, inspired the fact that I wanted to paint um, people performing and especially children performing. I love music. Every time I work on an art project, I always have kind of a musical soundtrack that I listen to. So for this, I kind of used jazz and blues as my musical soundtrack. And I thought about some of the, the shows that um, often occur at the Palace Theater and at the Capitol Repertory Theater, including, um, I know that there's a yearly step show. I know that there's Swan Lake performances and a lot of musical um, performances and, and theater performances as well. So I went about figuring out How am I going to portray the sense of wonder, the sense of fun and expression that children explore as they play and sing and and create art? Um, The three main characters in this mural come from characters that I had already created in my sketchbook. I like to think about characters that can embody a lot of different people in society um, with a lot of different appearances. And I always like to have multiple characters of multiple ethnicities that kids especially might be able to relate to or see themselves um, reflected in. So the title of the mural is called Geraldine's Reverie. Geraldine is the first figure on the left hand side of the mural, and she is starting to take little footsteps into um, the realm of creative expression, the realm of entertainment. Um, So, Geraldine really started out out as a sketch in my sketchbook. Um, The central figure in the mural, I call her Ellie Lou, and she is based on my mother. Um, And I have a photograph of my mother as a little um, toddler age ballet dancer. And then the third main character in the mural is called Dennis, the little blue boy. And this character is inspired by my father. My father is not a performer, neither is my mother, but they both love to read. And my father loves to tell stories. He's a really, really great storyteller. So I kind of painted my father as a little boy with his little um, private school uniform performing um, a, a theater piece. I also have ballet dancers In there, I have jazz musicians. Um, So in terms of creating, actually creating this large scale mural, the first thing that I did was create a sketch, a sketch on paper. And then I transferred my sketch on paper to um, a large scale piece of watercolor paper and i tried to figure out okay what colors am i going to use i love to use bright colors especially reds and purples and greens and blues so i tried to um play around with the colors that might um attract the most interesting uh, eye of the viewer i painted my sketch on my large scale large piece of paper and i pre- presented it for approval and once it got approved I transferred the drawings from my sketches onto transparencies. Um, I printed them out out onto transparencies so that I could project them onto the large wall and trace the characters from my transparencies with chalk onto the large concrete wall. Um, As I've said, this is my first large-scale mural. I'm used to painting small works of art that are made for children's books. So I had to figure out a good way to transfer a large, a small drawing into a large drawing that could be drawn onto a wall. And then, um, we took a couple of evenings after dark to project these transparencies of the sketches onto the wall. We drew them out with chalk and then we went and bought all of the paint, went to Lowe's and bought maybe $1,500 worth of paint and Painting supplies, paint brushes, rollers, and another thing that was a first for me was I got to train on how to use um, a little, um, a little um, crane. So I had to figure out um, how am I going to paint all of these elements of color that are at different heights. I was glad that I had a lot of help from volunteers from the Albany Center Gallery and also the the Albany Parking Authority helped me cover all of this huge cement wall, first in um, a base coat so that the paint wouldn't get absorbed into the cement wall. And then we started painting with paint rollers covered in bright blues and reds and purples and greens. And then we set about painting the characters themselves So in addition to my three main characters, I have a couple of ballet dancers, a couple of step dancers, which are painted a little bit more, um, a little bit less realistically than the three main characters. I've got birds. I've got musical notes. I've got hands playing the piano. And I'm hoping that the people that walk by this mural think about creative expression, especially if they park near the mural, um, if they're going to go see a show at the Palace Theater or the Capitol Rep Theater. And I hope that this, this, this mural kind of gets them into the mood of accepting creativity and accepting expression and it kind of opening their minds up to, to be inspired. Painting this mural was really a big departure for me. Um, it's one thing to create artwork that is going to be shared in a private space on the pages of the book between maybe a mother and child discovering the book together. So I've always thought of my artwork as something quiet to be enjoyed um, in a small group of people. But being able to paint this humongous, humongous for me, mural um, in a public place in a city right in the middle of where the, all the action is, the art and the entertainment and the music is really an opportunity for me to see my art on a larger scale and also see how people interface with my art. As I was painting this mural, a lot of people that work nearby would walk by on their lunch break and give me encouragement or give me ideas or ask me what I was doing, ask to hear the story behind the artwork. So it was really an an opportunity for me as an artist to talk to the people that are actually looking at my artwork. And that's something that I don't often get to do as a, a book illustrator. I paint something, it becomes a book, and then I don't often have the opportunity to experience that same artwork with the people at the same time that they're experiencing it. So I was really, really happy to be able to paint this mural in the city of Albany, in the city where I was born, the city where my ancestors came from. And I'm really happy to be part of this Capitol Walls mural project.
0: Thank you to the artists, Michael Conlin and Liz Zunan, And thank you for tuning into the first episode of Artful Albany, Bluebirds and Geraldine's Reverie. This podcast was made possible by the generous sponsorship of Discover Albany, the Downtown Albany Bid, and Albany Center Gallery. Capitol Walls are made possible by the Albany Center Gallery, Albany Barn, and the Albany Parking Authority. To see a listing of all the Capitol Walls, please visit the Albany Center Gallery's website at www.albanycentergallery.org. Learn more about exciting events in our area by visiting Discover Albany's website, www dot albany.org and the downtown bids website www.downtownalbany.org. We'll see you next time.